0: Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 227th ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle?
1: I'm doing great, Cameron. How are you doing today?
0: I have to point at you because just like make sure you know your turn to talk. It's like, okay,
1: you're up now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Thanks. I'm doing pretty well. Did you watch that uh national championship game last night it was a real yeah that was a real heck uh, of a game yeah that was
1: a great game um you're talking about college football yeah uh i watched uh the introduction like they did a little john williams uh composition that was really that was neat really and uh all the players coming out of the locker rooms and that's was it stirring would you describe it as stirring sure it was moving absolutely um just basically sounded like star wars a little bit um and then but usually like pretty much at that point the game was over so I I uh, <laughs> I stopped watching I literally watched Georgia look dominant for their first drive and I was like, okay I think that's yeah I've seen what battle see I need here and if it if it gets close I'll check back in and it didn't it never got never got that way
0: well obviously it should have been a rematch it should have been Georgia Missouri rematch in the national championship game yeah if yeah, well, we wanted to actually have a good game. they will anyway. forever
1: be like one of the world's greatest memories, memories, mysteries. Memories and mysteries. That's very different words. One of the world's greatest mysteries. How, and one of my greatest memories. Yeah, it almost was. Uh, how Missouri uh, almost beat Georgia. Yeah. And didn't. Well. And got a false start on the one yard line.
0: Did you hear uh, Kirby Smart's pregame yeah. talk to the team?
1: Yeah, I did. You want to <laughs> try and do your own rendition of that? No,
0: I'd rather not. Yeah. That's not I don't know how they got that. That's not family friendly, but it's football friendly. Oh yeah. Apparently.
1: Yeah. A lot of a lot of bad words. Yeah, they were fired up though. They were, clearly. Everybody 65. Yeah, that's to seven. insane.
0: How does that I mean TCU beat Michigan and Ohio State put up points. Yeah, like TCU
1: on, was good was pretty good all year. I don't know. I can't explain it. They just ran out of steam.
0: I guess. It happens to the best of us. Um, What else? What do we have to talk about this week? We have uh, some football news. Missouri's got an offensive coordinator Mm. celebration. That's pretty great. Uh, We'll talk about that. Um, We'll talk about basketball, obviously. Um, Had a loss and a win. We're basically halfway through the basketball season. There's a lot to talk about there. Uh, before we get into all of that, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. We'll leave us a review wherever you listen to us. You can also support us directly on Patreon, patreon.com slash missourisportspod. Uh, I've got a few other little news items. We talked about the national championship. Um, former Missouri Tiger, former Philadelphia Eagle, former Kansas City Chief mm-hmm. Jeremy Macklin is headed to the College Football Hall of Fame congratulations to him do you have any um specific jeremy macklin
1: memories Mm, have a few uh the first mizzou football game i ever went to was against nevada Mm. in 2007 uh jeremy macklin i don't even think played after halftime because Mm. like had he had already just put up all the stats in the world uh that was a fun one he still holds, I believe he still holds the freshman
0: record for all purpose yards in a season.
1: Yeah, I think that would that have been his freshman or sophomore year? I can't remember. It
0: was his, his red shirt freshman year. Yeah. And then red shirt sophomore year. After that, he went pro. Mm-hmm. I remember a weird memory. I remember I was at a relative's house and I was trying to keep up with the NFL draft because I thought he was going to go in the first round. Mm. And so I was really trying to pay attention. I was like on there, like my older relative's like home computer <laughs> trying to find information on the NFL draft.
1: Different times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was – I remember as a Chiefs fan for sure, whenever, they, whenever I found out he was going to be a Chief, that was, that was pretty exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, I was looking at his pro stats um, just because he was in the news. And uh, he had one year with Philly where he – um, had like over a thousand yards, like 80 receptions over a thousand yards, 10 touchdowns or something like that. Really yeah. solid year. Um, but I don't know his best memories obviously for us are in a Mizzou uniform, had big games against Illinois. Um, just, and what's crazy is he probably, I don't know if he doesn't get, if he doesn't have knee injury history, he maybe never ends up at Mizzou. don't you say that we're in the good timeline as far as that's (laughs) concerned so congratulations to him Mizzou legend college football hall of fame what do you call that inductee
1: Mm -hmm. good job
0: um in other news Trajan Jeffcoat uh is now in the transfer portal five days after announcing he was going to return to Missouri for one more season
1: yeah that was a weird one um you know Trajan Jeffcoat had a kind of an interesting career at Missouri. Um, I mean, he's been in Columbia for four or five years now. He was like dismissed from the team, maybe in the Barry Odom era. I don't know. It, I mean, maybe maybe it was Drink's first season. Yeah, was reinstated. Um, the team loved Trajan Jeffcoat. Like they were so excited when he came back to the team. Um, I don't think I'm going to beat him up for this decision. And considering. It almost seemed like he wanted to be in Missouri uh, a week ago. So who, who knows what's going on behind the scenes. It's really a million things could be going on. But I don't know where he's going to end up. He's from South Carolina. Maybe he ends up going to, to be a Gamecock. Who knows? But...
0: Yeah, uh, literally... But, but it, strange. Yeah, you could think of several different scenarios that are strange but equally likely. Yeah. I mean, he could have... Uh, Other programs might have swooped in and tried to get him away from Columbia. Maybe something soured in the relationships
1: in Columbia. Yeah, somebody pointed out in his um, kind of like thank you, Mizzou, message on Twitter that he didn't specifically thank Coach Drinkwitz, so there could... Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Maybe a rift there. Who knows?
0: Never know. Um, But in better news, uh, Tyron Hopper announced he is officially coming, at least (laughs) right now. We might need to wait five days to know for sure but he is coming back to mizzou for another year
1: it wasn't uh gabe matter on twitter that announced <laughs> it this time oh no, i don't <laughs> think so yeah that's uh that's fantastic i think we we kind of assumed that he would be back um but man uh death row is that what they're calling it death row defense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's pretty much intact next year
0: and next year mizzou the offense might look a little different because mizzou hired offensive coordinator kirby moore uh most recently he was the offensive coordinator at fresno state last year they went 10 and 4 with the 65th best ranked offense according to sp plus he was he'd been at fresno state for like six years i think um five years as wide receiver coach before becoming offensive coordinator um more of his bio he played wide receiver at Boise State under Chris Peterson and then followed him to Washington as a graduate assistant then uh, made the move to Fresno State mm-hmm. that's his whole bio he's he's young hasn't been yeah. coaching all that long especially with much uh say in the offense really right and uh it sounds like based on some of the press conferences and stuff uh, hearing coach drink talk about it a little bit seems like he's legitimately letting go quite a bit by making this hire
1: as he should yeah. if he's gonna hire somebody to be oc yeah yeah um yeah. I, you could kind of
0: there's a scenario where that goes really poorly where he hires an oc but then tries so, to hold on too yeah, much
1: still tries to yeah tries to uh, tell him what to do or mm-hmm. something like that yeah um definitely the Moore family is uh, a football family for sure. Uh, His older brother, Kellen Moore uh, is a fantastic college quarterback uh, at Boise state and is now the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. And they, they've had a a fantastic offense in the last few years when he's been there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Clearly an offense, clearly a family that knows a lot about football, about um, coaching good offense and man, this Missouri team needs some kind of injection of offense. And, so I am excited. I think you know Fresno State was a pretty high flying offense, a lot a lot of passing. Um probably going to sp- spread them out and uh just let uh whoever whoever's playing quarterback just air it out and I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, mentioning quarterback, I just really like the idea of new eyes yeah. l- assessing oh, the quarterback situation. Oh my goodness. Seriously. I think, yeah, that um, that might be the best thing out of any of this. I 100% agree. No matter what ends up happening i just feel better getting somebody fresh in there to kind of somebody see what's going unbiased on unbiased and uh, not tied directly to any of these yeah, guys Yes,
1: just to come in there and, and and check drink what's on some of this stuff i'm i it's a great point I'm, I'm all in favor of that
0: um as we get a little bit closer to next football season we'll um, dive a little deeper into. Maybe uh, we'll hear some more about his coaching philosophy or mm-hmm. how he'll call plays or how all that will go down it's still super early on all of
1: that. Yeah, but, but definitely spring is looking like it's going to be really interesting with uh, with Sam Horn getting a, a great opportunity and the new offense being installed. There's it, a lot of a lot of fun stuff um, to speculate on all offseason.
0: <laughs> is this good enough for you as far as a, a name? Were, were you disappointed that we didn't get somebody with a bigger name or a longer track record of success? Not really.
1: I mean, honestly, um, I was just pleasantly surprised that we actually hired an offensive coordinator. I think that's something we've been talking about for a while, even last week. I think we, we brought up that that's, that's a necessary change for this off season. And if it doesn't happen, I think we're going to, we're going to be a little worried. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and maybe, maybe a little more than a little worried. So, I agree with you 100%. It's great to get someone in bias, uh, unbiased in here. Didn't recruit any of these guys. It's just going to take the best player, um, go out there and try and, and win with a, 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 a vastly returning defense and uh, a lot of talent and a team that can definitely win now. Um, it's exciting. Um, producer Va- Cameron, vastly d- returning. That's that's not a that just didn't really roll off the tongue, did it? Vastly returning
2: defense. Um, it wouldn't have been how you said they were, they're
0: returning, they are immensely returning. <laughs> uh, producer Cameron, are you ready to talk about the uh, sec pick and plus Nebraska? Oh, sure, why not? Because we did pick all of the bowl games that sec teams were participating in, yes, and going into that, you were pretty well out in front and Kyle decided he would just regardless of any of the games just pick the opposite of whatever you picked
2: that is true and it did not go well <laughs> that's <laughs> shocking that that strategy <laughs> fell flat it's I felt like it's all I could do that that fell vastly flat as yeah, a strategy I really did. <laughs> so our bowl bowl week bowl month totals bowl bowl <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. (laughs) Uh, Cameron got six. Kyle got two. I got 12. Guest pickers got 11. Okay. Wow. That brings. How many did I get? uh, Two. Nice. Um, And you were only two ahead of the guest pickers, so they actually passed you for second place. I'd I'd say so. Uh, Oh, wow.
1: I'm down in Cameron territory now. (laughs) Not even, though. (laughs) That was close.
2: Let's hear the final tally. All right. Uh, Cameron Albert got 69. Kyle got. Nice. Seventy six. The guest pickers got eighty three, and I got ninety two. Wow! Just <laughs> you ran away with that
1: thing.
0: Just very spread apart. Just not interesting mm-hmm. at all.
2: Yes. Uh, well,
0: that means if you if you're watching on YouTube, you see this beautiful trophy with a football on top. It's the SEC Pick'em Plus Nebraska Championship Trophy, and I won it the first two years. We've been doing this forever. Holy cow! <laughs> I won it the first two years. Kyle won it the third year the patreon guest pickers we instituted that they immediately just destroyed us at it <laughs> at our own game but i'm gonna honestly i'm taking this as a win for the podcast yeah. mm. it's gonna say producer cameron or so whatever I, I first the field on the the plaque but i was just happy i'm just happy to get it back in house mm,
1: that's exactly <laughs> right
0: and i'll try not to break
1: anything okay
0: so congratulations producer cameron you win
2: thank you pick well on start start to finish. You
0: even picked in Nebraska a few times and still came out on top.
2: Yeah, it was only a few times, though, and that's probably what helped me in the long run. Things got better for you as soon as you knocked that off. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, We have another winner to announce. The fantasy football season has come to a close, and uh, if you play fantasy football, you know there was just absolute chaos with the Cincinnati-Buffalo game uh, getting canceled, so... There was a lot going on there, and uh, Kyle was in the championship game against our Patreon supporter, Parker, and NFL.com basically just said, the game's over, and Parker was in the lead, and I was not about to give Kyle a second chance to win the championship, so congratulations, Parker, is the champion of our fantasy football league this year. Do you think Jamar Chase would have scored eight points? If that game... (laughs) concluded uh i think he was on pace for about seven so you would have lost
1: no matter what <laughs> that makes you feel better
0: uh so congratulations parker i'll get in touch to for your prize and we'll see everybody on the gridiron next year and the last thing before we jump into mizzou basketball is the tournament of champions this week that is the premier high school basketball tournament in the whole country it happens here in springfield missouri we will be there there's a couple interesting uh, Mizzou related players that have offers from the Missouri Tigers, so we'll be happy to watch them play and see what that's all about. Um, Aaron Rowe, who formerly of uh, Tolton in Columbia, is now at Link Academy, and John Bowl, formerly of CBC in St. Louis, is with Sunrise Christian Academy. They will both be participating, probably going to be in the championship game. Uh, but we're gonna re- record a little preview of that event. Um, if you want to check that out, it'll be in the normal feed shortly. Now let's get on to Mizzou basketball. Um, Mizzou basketball lost to Arkansas 74 to 68. That was a little bit of a heartbreaker. Mizzou got up early, couldn't hold on to it, and then Arkansas just couldn't miss basically in the second half. Stormed back, took the lead held on to it It was kind of anticlimactic kind of sad
1: kind of disappointing i'd say so
0: missouri was up by more than you'd like to see uh lead evaporate
1: yeah yeah that was kind of one of the first games really all season that we that we got a nice lead and and didn't close it out but um i would say arkansas looked er, early on arkansas looked exactly how we hoped they would look it yes. was like a bunch of athletic dudes that can't shoot and they were exactly that and they had nothing going on even got some of their best players in foul trouble i mean it looked like the plan was everything was going perfectly according to plan uh and then they just all became michael jordan in the second half and that was infuriating to watch just like i don't know possession after possession they were they were scoring whether it was just making a shot the first time or getting second chance points they seemed like every possession they were coming away with points
0: and you mentioned uh, them getting in foul trouble. That was like they basically backed their way into a successful strategy. They were going to go out there with their, you know, all forward lineup that can't really shoot. And they were just going to go for that again. They had just lost to LSU trying that. And we were going to beat them at that game. Jordan Walsh gets in foul trouble. You think, oh, that's awesome. He's one of their better players. Now they're going to and they're. Not that deep. Well, then it caused Arkansas to go to a more traditional lineup with a guy that can shoot on the wing and more traditional bigs down low, and
1: it just worked perfectly.
0: Yeah, like zero credit to the coaching staff, honestly, zero. because they were gonna just roll their guys out there and and lose. And then when they were forced to make an adjustment because of foul trouble, they, they start hitting threes. Yeah
1: uh missouri has a rebounding problem
0: cameron i don't know if you knew that uh they only got out rebounded to arkansas 40 to 23
1: oh that didn't that actually seems not as bad as it felt like it was
0: it felt it felt somehow it felt worse than that and i think it's because arkansas was scoring
1: on every offensive rebound it felt like i don't know what i don't know that's that's gonna be an issue Uh, arkansas clearly looked like the like most athletic, like long, tall team that we've played by far. Obviously, we we played Kentucky, but man, Arkansas just looked like they just close up the passing lanes. Or I mean, they do play good defense. Just those those long arms were were a problem. Yeah, they they have. I mean, they honestly have four
0: guys that might that are like borderline first round NBA draft picks, and counting Nick Smith who didn't play. Sure, uh, but. Yeah, it's like they really did fill their team with just long athletic wings who are like easy picks for NBA teams who are just looking at like athleticism and wingspan and potential, mm-hmm. basically. They'll teach them how to shoot when they get to the league.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Um, Missouri, they were up 25 to 8 at one point after a 18-3 uh, to 3 run. And the uh, Arkansas was stuck on eight for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I was starting to think like, well, all we have to do is score 60 points in this
1: game and we'll have yeah. the win. Yeah, it really did feel like we could just kind of maintain the pace we were at at some point. Arkansas is not climbing back into this yeah. <laughs> because they are just so offensively challenged. And, and like you said, they just kind of backed, backed into something unorthodox that they hadn't really done all year.
0: Yeah, they basically couldn't miss in the second half. I mean, 62% from the field. In the second half, including four of nine from three. In the first half, they went two for 12 from three. And then uh, Arkansas went right back out since then and got beat on the road by Auburn pretty handily. Mm -hmm. And Arkansas shot two of 16 from three in
1: that game. Unreal. We get a rematch next week at home.
0: Yeah. Pinion only made one attempt. In their loss to Auburn.
1: How many threes did he make against Mizzou? Like four, uh, four or five?
0: Let me look. Three for six. And he made a two. And yep. two free
1: throws. That was a very frustrating game. Uh, they start calling the hogs. I turn off the TV. Yeah. That's how that works.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, I mean, they,
0: I'll give credit. I think the most credit in this game goes to uh, Mitchell and uh, Johnson, the two big men that came in and just gobbled up every rebound. And when you have a team that's shooting poorly from three, that's just going to cause weird situations with rebounding already. And Missouri just can't afford that. And they maybe could if they were making it up elsewhere, but, I mean, where, where was their, I don't know, where was their room for Missouri in this one? They really did okay shooting the ball. Missouri shot 51% from two, 32% from three. I mean, Hodge, that's where we're at, is yeah. Des Moines Hodge got shut down. Yeah, because the Only first, six points.
1: First game of the year, he had to make a three-pointer. Yeah, yep. over oh, 4 2 Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty big deal when one of your scorers like that is just kind of absent. And Kobe Brown was in foul trouble. Yeah, He only finished with 11 points. Man,
1: um— is this two games now? It seems like he's kind of been taken out of the game with foul trouble.
0: Yeah, he he came back in okay against Vanderbilt. But, uh, yeah, Arkansas, that one, yeah. It wasn't a good one. Uh, but they bounced back. They hosted Vanderbilt, and Missouri beat them 85-82. to 82. Um, This game was a little too close for comfort. They were tied at 34 at halftime. Um, Missouri jumped out to an early second-half lead. And oh, we were watching this together and we were like, when Vanderbilt came back and took the lead in the second half, we thought that was pretty unexpected. Yeah. At halftime, it was like, okay, Missouri did not play a very good first half. They just need to make a couple shots and we'll get a lead and hold on to it. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was going that way. For and sure. then Vanderbilt stormed back on their own yeah. and made it really close. But luckily, uh, Missouri was able to hit their free throws down the stretch they did make
1: a ton of free throws against Vanderbilt
0: yes um, Missouri shot 31 free throws and made 27 of them
1: yeah that's good that's really good it was I mean that was basically the only reason they won because it just felt like I don't know they couldn't get things going consistently they did hit some threes but the whole game just kind of felt like a struggle and the rebounding issues continued
0: yeah i think i wrote down the rebounding uh vanderbilt out
1: rebounded missouri 46 to 27 man that's brutal yeah i mean rebounding has obviously been an issue all season but it seems just like it's been really amplified in the last couple games
0: yeah uh these bigger sec teams i think it's i don't think it's going anywhere yeah
1: yeah, some of, some of these SAT teams teams definitely do play kind of that grind it out style, and they've got a lot of a lot of these teams have kind of traditional bigs that you know it could be a problem. I honestly thought sheba, sheba was gonna be like the worst matchup in the history of college basketball for <laughs> us, and somehow we weathered that storm. But yeah. uh, I do I think we're gonna see that basically every game. <laughs> I have to figure that out. Box yeah. out right.
0: Yeah, you'd think. It should be as simple as that. Although Missouri's having to go to zone a lot on defense, which uh, that in itself creates offensive rebounding opportunities.
1: Yeah, it just seems like um, some plays when I'm really paying attention, I mean, it's like they're not even really thinking about the rebound. It's like they're just kind of standing there sometimes. Like even sometimes they'll just kind of bounce past guys and they just don't even reach for it. I don't know. It's like that's not happening every play, but sometimes I just happen to notice like, wow, yeah, it didn't seem like you put a lot of effort into thinking about how I'm gonna rebound this.
0: Yeah, it could be, I could understand a, maybe a concerted effort to, you know, we're gonna lose the rebounding battle, but let's not allow ourselves to get beat in transition. Mm-hmm. So let's not worry too much about yeah. the just get back. like, yeah, let's just always be getting back on defense. And at the same time, let's err on the side of getting a fast break opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're kind of selling out, if you got some guys leaking out for a fast break, then that's going to leave you more susceptible to that's true. that, that kind of rebounding situation. And if you, I mean, I wouldn't, we're still 13 and two, we still beat Vanderbilt, but the rebounding, we, we have to be hitting on, if you're giving up rebounding, you gotta be hitting on some of this other stuff. You gotta be hitting mm-hmm. on, uh, creating turnovers transition baskets yeah and you got to be making your shots
1: yeah i mean it was literally arkansas was turning that into offense it was like miss and get a like offensive rebound yeah. and just put it right back up
0: yeah it reminded me of uh missouri had an incredible rebounding team okay uh phil pressey was a point guard and we had lawrence bowers and alex oriaki mm. and a lot of our offense was like off of missed shots yep alex oriaki and uh Lawrence Bowers would get offensive rebounds and just put them right back up. That's been every team against Missouri this year. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. M- Missouri did get a little bit lucky because um, Miles Stute for Vanderbilt. He's like shooting forty six percent from three on the season. Went zero for four from three and zero for two on free throws. Hmm. That's the difference. Yeah. Uh, Missouri overall shot 45% from two, 39% from three, but again, 87% on 31 attempts from the free throw line.
1: Yeah. Yeah. that's I mean, that's usually good enough to get it done, but got to tighten up on, on defense and rebounding. Looked like a good crowd. Uh, yeah. Another sellout crowd on CBS. It was, oh, yeah. They, they kind of made it feel like a big time game. Absolutely. Kind of a strange game to be on CBS. Like, I noticed mm-hmm. that that game was going to be on CBS a few weeks ago. And I was thinking that might be one of the lowest, like hyped games of Missouri's conference season. Like yeah, a I enjoyed the lead
0: into the game, though. It felt like, yeah, like you said, they made yeah. it feel like a big game.
1: Mm-hmm. March Madness theme.
0: Oh yeah. Um, Kobe Brown did get back on track a little bit. He had eighteen points in this game, even though he was in foul trouble a bit. Um, Golston had 18, Hodge had 17, Carter had 16. So good balanced scoring there, although speaking of Golston, he missed a dunk late in the game that was like about to seal the deal oh my gosh. and he was just wide open right at the rim. That was weird. And missed it and that mm, That was that, scary. That would have
1: been awful. Yeah. yeah. Uh Yeah, I feel like Kobe Brown was like kind of quiet in this game, but I feel like that's what really good players do is just like kind of weather the storm and and still do what they need to do despite the foul trouble and like i don't i guess he hit some big threes in the second half Mm -hmm. i can remember but um, yeah when
0: you quietly put up 18 that's you're pretty good Mm -hmm. all right so mizzou beats vanderbilt we move to 13 and 2 on the season 2 and 1 in conference play Anytime that your conference record is above 500, that's something to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, 39th in Kempom basically didn't move after the Arkansas loss, and then actually went down a couple spots after beating Vanderbilt. Mm. Uh, we are now ranked third in the country in offensive efficiency. Incredible. Uh, I've got a couple more stats there about the offense. Second in effective field goal percentage fourth still in two-point field goal percentage, 46th in three-point shooting. The offense is really, is really firing right now, and it's really those two weird games. Kansas couldn't make anything. Mm-hmm. UCF, they're just a pretty good defensive team with some mismatches. Outside of those two games, Missouri's offense has been incredible. Mm-hmm. It's looking more like those are the outliers, obviously. We thought... There was a chance that Missouri was just putting up points against some really bad teams in the non-conference schedule, which was true. Yeah, But it's been very refreshing to see them keep up the efficiency against teams like Illinois, Kentucky.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I also feel like uh, one pretty important like defensive metric that you brought up earlier is their, their first in steals
0: yeah so yeah well yeah the defensive side of the ball is a little bit different
1: story uh but i do feel like that is maybe one of the most important in relation to their style of offense and why they're yes. being so efficient yeah it's so many uh, off, so many turn uh yeah opportunities tra- transition from, from yeah. turnovers yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah defense overall efficiency 180th in the country which is
1: pretty bad pretty yeah. brutal for a top 40 team how are they like first in steals and 180th and like i mean that just shows you how terrible they are at like some of the other aspects of, of defense
0: yeah the the shooting percentages that opponents are able to put up have been pretty ridiculous and also the worst one of any of the stats when you're talking about missouri basketball this year offensive rebounding per- percentage so the opponents are getting offensive rebounds on 37 percent of their possessions.
1: That is insane.
0: That's good for 356th out of like 358 That's more than that nowadays. That's true. Out of 363. Right that's there bad. at the bottom of the entire division one.
1: Yep. Yeah, you could say that's bad.
0: Yeah. And there's like there's no other power five teams. Uh, the next worst is Syracuse, which makes a little bit of sense because uh, zone defense.
1: They mm. only play zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 344th. Yeah, if you look at some of the top like, 30, 40 teams on Kimpom, like it's just weird seeing like a 180 next to like any of the teams on, on offense or defense. I feel like pretty much everybody is single, double digits on both offense and defensive adjusted efficiency. And they just got a 180 for Missouri defense.
0: Yeah, there's one weird outlier the other direction where Rutgers is third on defense and 129th on offense, mm. but Missouri's still uh, outdoing that Jeez. discrepancy.
2: Um,
0: let's see. Uh, we gotta talk about bracketology. If if Missouri is on people's brackets, we are gonna talk about it. Oh, 100. Um, six seed. In the in today's updated ESPN bracketology, Jerry Palm, nine seed on Bart Torvik.
1: He's out of his mind.
0: Well, he's a he's a computer. His brain is in a computer.
1: Okay, so he doesn't have a mind. Well, well, it, maybe that's up for that's up for discussion. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I'll take the six seed. But yeah, six anywhere six to nine. Still too early to uh, be too definite.
1: Yeah. Definite there, but uh, did you see? Uh, Jerry Palm's, like, bracketology that came out today. I don't know if that was the ESPN one, but in, like, Des Moines, it e- ESPN, had, ESPN, like,
0: don't disrespect Joe Lenardi. ES- What's Jerry Palm? Is he CBS? CBS. Everybody. Okay.
1: Oh, I apologize to everybody. Um, that's totally disrespectful. Uh, Joe Lenardi is ESPN. Okay. Jerry Palm from CBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had in the, one of the regions was Kansas was the one seed. Kansas State was in there, maybe, like, a three or four seed and yeah, mizzou was the six and illinois illinois was in there yeah like so everyone was just joking about how des, Mo- des moines gonna burn to the ground yeah <laughs> if that would that be actually happen incredible honestly yeah, that would be i would love something so like that. exciting
0: and then of course like we would lose to kansas state yes we would not or we have- would
1: lose like to some other random team
2: yeah. like in the first
0: round yeah never even get to the big matchup um uh, one other little tidbit I had on the, on the basketball team here is the last time Missouri got their 13th win in the month of January was Konzo Martin's first year as a head coach. And that tracks. And if we're headed for that kind of... Uh, if
1: That just means we're on pace for the postseason. Yeah, I mean, basically win one game a week for the rest of the season and you should be on the right side of the bubble yeah we're one game above
0: 500 right now in conference play uh go 500 the rest of the way and you're in the NCAA tournament there you go easy as all that
1: that's all you have to do
0: somebody tell them that's all they have to do uh,
1: yeah they I'm sure they haven't thought of that
0: so what is up next for Mizzou basketball up next we have a road matchup with Texas A&M A&M is 10 and 5 on the season 2-0 and in conference play so far they have a very interesting schedule so far. Let me let me tell you this, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M, 10 and 5. Their best win so far just happened last Wednesday. They beat Florida on the road by 3. Their um where was I going with this? Their worst loss they have two bad losses against Murray State and Wofford, both triple digit Kempom teams. So they've had a little bit of up and down season so far. I think, uh, you know, when they were six and five coming off a loss to Wofford at home, uh, things were looking not great mm-hmm. for their prospects this year. But they beat a couple uh, bad non conference games and then. Now 2-0 and with wins in conference play over Florida and LSU. So, really, there's nothing stopping them from winning 10 games in conference play at this point.
1: Do you know Murray State is in the Missouri Valley Conference now? I remember hearing they were making the switch. Yeah. Uh, still a very bad loss. Um, yeah, what a strange season so far for A&M. Um, Buzz Williams, is he yeah. third season there? Mm-hmm. I think so. Um his little his little vests. Oh yeah. Speaking of vest Okay. Kirby Moore. Yeah. Nice looking vest.
0: Everybody wants to know where Everybody can I get the vest? Everybody
1: wanted the vest.
0: Do you want the vest? Uh, sure. I would, you, I, you'd wear it? I'd take it. That would look good. You could wear that to work under your uh uh button ups. Okay. Or over your over button ups, it. probably. Yeah, for sure. You could
1: wear it under your button ups. <laughs> Imagine you put on a <laughs> zoo like, vest. Why are you wearing a life jacket <laughs> under your shirt? Like everyone's um, asking me at work
0: um. Yeah, beautiful yeah, great, vest
1: Nice vest Okay, Buzz Williams He he wears vests He wears vests a lot Uh, He's coaching the
0: A&M Aggies <laughs> What do you need to know about them, Kyle? They are 69th in Kim Palm 50th on offense 95th on defense And I got bad news for you
1: Kim Palm projecting a loss 19th
0: in offensive rebound posi- percentage For their offense 19th in the country.
1: It's not good. No. Uh, It's bad, even. Yeah.
0: Bad for Missouri. Yes. Their front court, uh, you know of Henry Coleman. He has terrorized us a little bit so far. Um, And then they got a transfer from Michigan State named Julius Marble. Marble? Marble. Marble. Yeah. Like the stone. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so that's their front court and I just have a feeling they're going to it, have
1: 50 rebounds between the two of them it's like they have that every year even yeah. before Buzz Williams was there it's like I feel like every A&M team is just this like slow team with like excellent bigs yeah and they just muddy everything up yeah uh, that's what's their what's their pace on Kemba? uh they
0: are uh 201
1: yes that's pretty that's yeah pretty boring
0: yeah. Um let's see. What do they do well on offense? They're not a good three-point shooting team. They don't attempt many threes. They get to the free-throw line a ton. They make their free throws. Um they are trying to get into the paint. They're trying to feed their bigs. Their guards will drive to the basket, get fouled or make a
1: bucket. So, yeah, kind of just that, that brutal style. Hey, can you do you remember those Midweek, like 8 p.m. games of Texas AM versus Conzo Martin, yeah. Missouri teams. Yeah. Like, we would win some of those test. sometimes
0: because it was just like, who's the last lat- one to 50. Yeah, last team standing. Yeah. Ugh. I'm afraid AM is going to kind of impose their will a little bit in this matchup. Yeah. They're at home, they're feeling good. Uh, they do give up a high percentage uh, on three point shooting. Their opponents are shooting 36% from three. So there's an opportunity there. we got to make some shots from outside. Um, Who else do they have? Their guard, uh, Wade Taylor. He's a uh, high-volume scorer, gets to the rim, draws fouls, and is shooting 37% from three on 90 attempts. So he can do it all there. He's a little undersized. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can give him some problems there. I just feel like this A&M team is is well-rounded. They're not incredible at anything except offensive rebounding, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but they're good enough at everything else, and it's at their place. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a, a tough one for Missouri.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is probably a loss, um, and I do think that, man, I don't know. A&M is just kind of – they're going to have to get out of their shell a little bit. They're going to have to keep pace with Missouri. Um Unless they – I don't know, Missouri just – they don't score less than like 70 points, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that A&M will, will squeak by. I think it will be close. It will probably have some ugly moments. Give me like 72 to 70 A&M.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm, their other two conference games, they beat Florida by three – that game was in the 60s. They beat LSU 69-56. to
1: It's pretty surprising, honestly, that they won both of those games. That I just I don't think anyone saw that coming.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, their start here. They have the opportunity to start conference play 5-0. They play Missouri, South Carolina, and then Florida again, but this time at home. They yeah. already beat them on the road. Uh, yeah, I think A&M gets this one, unfortunately, and... I will say they win 75 to 71. Too many second chance opportunities, I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. Producer Cameron, how do you like seeing Missouri just give up second, third, four offensive chances every defensive possession?
2: It makes me feel bad. (laughs) I like how uh, when Mizzou's
0: a little bit better, I can count on you to tune in and, uh, to the games a little bit more. Well, what do you expect? Well, yeah, I'm a yeah we're fan. just going sure. off
1: in the Discord, with, yeah, like about everything.
0: But then I see uh, producer Cameron's name pop up. I'm like,
1: oh yeah, he's paying attention.
0: Mm-hmm. And then they just do something that I just immediately know is going to drive you crazy. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, just stop watching. They, <laughs> yeah. they, I promise you, they're they're okay. They're actually good.
1: I feel like uh, that kind of happened with me and my wife in the Arkansas game, where obviously I was watching the whole game, but she was just kind of like hovering and then like for a little while she'd come and sit down on the couch and watch and she'd complain with me and then she would like, you know, go about her business and we would just complain about how all the awful rebounding together for a few minutes and then move on.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is only tangentially related, but before the Kansas game, um, so producer Cameron and I are coaching a fourth grade basketball team this year, my little brothers. And before the Kansas game, I told our team to, to try to watch it, you know, to cause I was trying to get them to watch basketball so they can see how it's supposed to be done, and I told them to watch the Mizzou Kansas game. Luckily, I didn't tell them like specifically what to watch. You for. Didn't tell them what time it was on. I shouldn't have told them anything about it, <laughs> but uh, none of them watched anyway. So oh,
1: good. Yeah. Uh,
0: but I just love that when you like hype up your team to somebody and then they just lay an egg.
1: Oh yeah, I know exactly how that feels. A lot.
0: So we're predicting a loss to Texas A and M. But then uh, Missouri's got an, another road opportunity, this time at Florida. Florida is 8-7 and seven on the year, 1-2 and two so far in conference play. And what Florida does this year is they beat bad teams and lose to good teams. Their uh, best win on the season just came Saturday in a home win over Georgia. Georgia, 93 in Ken Florida's best win of mm. their eight everything else triple digits but they've only lost to good teams um they have one loss outside of the top 50 and that was to texas a&m last week so who knows yeah uh, missouri sitting there if they beat missouri that would be their best win of the season so far Not and golden Yep, Todd Golden. uh, He was on the short list for a lot of Mizzou fans. We talked about him on this podcast before uh, everybody was hired away, but he ended up in Florida really quick. Mm -hmm. Like nobody even had a chance to court him. He just ended up there. Um, They're they're 57th in Kempom, 89th on offense, 34th on defense. Have you heard of Colin Castleton? Yes. He's still there. Quite memorable. He's still around. Um, they got a transfer point guard named Trey Bonham. He came in from... Oh, I, I got to quiz you here, Kyle. Mm. Trey Bonham. He's transferred to Florida from VMI. Mm. Do you? What do you think V... What does VMI stand for?
1: Give me Virginia Military Institute.
2: Wow. Institution?
0: Oh.
1: Institute? Institute, yeah. Okay. Nailed it. Wow. Wait, wait, how'd you pull that out? I just know stuff. I don't know. Wow. I like college basketball, man. I don't know.
0: I had to look it up. I was thinking maybe like Vermont Medical Institute. That's
1: yeah, that, that could be something.
0: Would you rather have the point guard that transfers in from Virginia Military Institute or Vermont Medical Institute?
1: Probably the military one because I know that exists. <laughs> okay, touche. That's a good point. <laughs> I can think of their logo. It's like a. I think the I think the M is red. Okay. I think it's like some yellow and red going on.
0: Now he's just showing off. It is, in fact.
1: Congrats, man. Thanks.
0: Wow. Look at that logo. That is a beauty. That is something. Seen worse. You've seen worse logos? Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. That's like safe bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Who else plays for Florida Gators? Uh, they have a guard named Will Richard, who transferred in from Belmont. He's... uh probably their second best offensive threat behind Castleton
1: pretty prolific scorer at, Bel- at Belmont for yes. sure he
0: uh he can he can do it all he's not a an amazing three-point shooter but he gets to the basket um overall their their strength is defense uh they're not bad bad offensively Castleton you he, he uh is really good right around the rim really crafty shot fakes he's athletic enough and tall enough to dunk on anybody i mean i feel like we're gonna run into the same rebounding and post scoring problem defensively that we've had all year
1: it does kind of feel like for whatever reason missouri's kind of neutralized him a little bit in like uh the past few years but when i watch him play against other teams he he plays really well you know he is he is versatile can score from anywhere really um seems like he's been around for a long time a very experienced college player in the Conzo Martin
0: era, we would look at every team and we would be like, uh, okay, do they force turnovers? Yeah. And now we go, okay, how's their offensive rebounding?
1: Yeah. Do they rebound at all? Yeah. This could be ugly.
0: Well, the good news is for Florida, they come in at 297th in offensive rebounding percentage. Okay. So, you know. You're telling
1: me there's a chance.
0: Yeah. If If that's our weak spot and we give up, you know, more than we should, it shouldn't be too many. Although, maybe you want a team that's good at that, and you can just let them only be good at that. I guess we're about to find out, because yeah. we're getting both, back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't shoot a lot of threes. They're, they're going to try to get to the rim. They're going to try to get to the free-throw line, both of these teams. If we can defend without fouling, that'll be huge. Mm. But these are road matchups. Could
1: be a little faster-paced game at A&M.
0: Yeah, Florida will, go, will move a
1: little quicker. I think I still kind of feel like I just see both of these games being as like f- like 45 55 a loss like like toss up games that I don't know I could see going either way but for some reason I still just kind of lean like close losses on both of these just kind of similar uh, just tough places to play. Uh, it seems like we've never played well at a at a but we did we've won a couple of games on the road at florida yeah. in the last few years yeah drew Not smith of kind of a uh, legendary layup at the buzzer mm. a few years ago two years ago um i've
0: liked the i don't know i feel like there's been a decent little florida mizzou rivalry in basketball mm-hmm. they haven't been incredible they they were early when mizzou was horrendously bad yes but in more recent times uh It's been pretty even. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm feeling on this one. Florida doesn't scare me, really. I feel like if we can split these games, I'll be very happy. We talked about go 500 the rest of the year.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say a win. I'll say a win. Give me uh, me 78-74 Missouri. That'd be fun. A little, yeah, a little good mojo going into Arkansas next week.
0: Yeah, let me tell you, Missouri can win this game. Honestly, purely from three point shooting. That is, uh, that's a spot that so far this year Florida has struggled a little bit defending the three point line. Uh, teams are shooting pretty well there. They like to pack it in. They basically want you to shoot over the top of them. I say Missouri's going to get it done. Did you pick, Did you say win? I sure did. Well, you are just copying you me. You wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I say Missouri scores. I, I think they gonna they're gonna get out. Florida's gonna try to
1: run with them. Mhm. I think this is they just is a little better matchup I think for yeah. Missouri than A&M. I don't, for whatever reason I'm con- comparing these games a lot, but um I think they'll I think they'll split and I think Florida seems like just a slightly better um option. Oh, better matchup. A little bit better matchup.
0: Yeah, I think Missouri is going to get eighty-one. Uh, I think Missouri wins eighty-one to seventy-nine. Close game. Close I'm, not game.
1: That pin, uh, I'm not. I'm not picking up that pin again.
0: Yeah, you're throwing it all over the place. Missouri wins a close game, eighty-one seventy-nine. I say
1: that would be that would be fun. Good three-point
0: shooting. We need a couple. We need we need Hodge to bounce back. Mm-hmm. If if we want to have a chance in the A and M game, we're going to have to shoot lights out. I think. Yep. And get out in transition okay let's split them split these games everything will be fine will we still be ranked if we split these two yeah it seems like
1: hovering right around the 20 to 25 spot Mm -hmm. that seems like pretty accurate for for how good missouri is actually in my mind
0: yeah Yep,
1: we should be okay um we will officially have passed into
0: the second half of the season next time we talk um yeah Arkansas coming back home that's around the
1: corner do not let Trayvon Brazil tweet again
0: did you see the Arkansas women's team like yes. double down on it yes
1: mm. Mm. hate it
0: I don't understand I don't get it I I mean Missouri gave him a scholarship to come play SEC basketball and nobody else and he wasn't
1: gonna <sighs> he was gonna be playing at Montana State <coughs> Or maybe Cleveland State. Or maybe Cleveland State. Imagine
0: an alternate reality where Missouri doesn't offer him, and Missouri doesn't isn't interested in Anton Brookshire, and he goes to Cleveland State, and then Dennis Gates brings him to Missouri.
1: (laughs) Comes home that way. Yeah, he's still from Springfield.
0: Yeah, he comes home with Dennis Gates, Uh, plays one year at Missouri, and then transfers to Arkansas.
1: (laughs) Why did you say that? Oh my gosh. And then transfers to Arkansas. (laughs)
0: I'm I'm sort of convinced. I I know nothing about this situation, but I'm convinced that he always wanted to be at Arkansas. I think you're probably right. And they just didn't offer him.
1: Which, yeah, I mean Arkansas is like the Arkansas University is closer to Springfield than Mizzou is, yeah. like geographically. Yeah, there's a ton of Arkansas fans here. Oh yeah, it's awful. it's awful.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's terrible.
1: It's awful, terrible.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I just really don't understand that at all. I'm trying to put myself in that position, like if I if Mizzou didn't offer me. Out of high school, I would really like to go to Mizzou. They don't offer me, so I go to Arkansas. Would I still transfer back to Mizzou, especially with a different coaching staff?
1: Would you, if you went to Missouri and were better than everyone thought, and then you transferred to a different school, would you then troll uh, Missouri for being your? That's just wild. opportunity.
0: I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt that he's just he just is. A silly goose. He's just having fun. And he's just being playful. And we us fans are just we're we're taking it too hard. Maybe so. Yep. That's on us. We're he, the adults here. Yeah. He's just a college just, kid trying to have fun.
1: Exactly. Do you think I, he do you think he has NBA opportunities after the season, even with the injury?
0: Yeah, but it would be it would be more of a grind, I think. It would it would be like
1: You think he'll come back for another year? I think so
0: now if a team if an nba team's like here this
1: is our plan we're gonna yeah i mean i feel like he i mean he, there's some mystery there like he re, he took the next step in my opinion like yeah in this offseason. he looked really good in the beginning of the year i feel like some NBA maybe maybe you want to
0: just let that be the last it, thing you did in college exactly yeah. who
1: that's, knows i kind of hope that's what he does but
0: yeah and uh nick smith too for that matter yeah uh okay so we think Missouri's going to split these games.
1: Uh, we already talked about that. you see that Dennis Gates savage thing that he did with the Kentucky recruit? Is that
0: that's I, a we rumor? Don't, that's a rumor. Okay. That's if rumor. that's true, that's incredible. He, supposedly, he, go, you can... Uh, take it away. Supposedly, Dennis Gates or somebody in the Mizzou coaching staff that is in touch with the number one recruit in the state of Kentucky in high school basketball, apparently we're recruiting him, and before the Kentucky game, supposedly... Allegedly. Somebody from Mizzou's coaching staff reached out to this kid and said, Hey, watch what's about to happen.
2: <laughs> and and then, then they beat and him. And then Missouri
0: dominated Kentucky. Unfortunately,
1: so was everyone else. Yeah. That that's played true. Kentucky since yeah. then. Yeah. Including uh South Carolina was dominating Kentucky before we started recording. Ooh. Do we want them to hold on there?
0: No. We kinda
1: we want Kentucky to win. Right? We do. We definitely want Kentucky to win.
0: Hmm. Of course, when we beat Kentucky, is they, Dennis
1: Gates gonna be coaching in Kentucky next year?
0: Oh my gosh! No, <laughs> that's what
1: Kentucky fans are saying. The Kentucky fans
0: are so dumb; they're just
1: silly. Ooh, uh, that game! No, they, so the, they're some silly gooses.
0: The fans are adults. I am gonna call them dumb. I am all, all for that. I am gonna bring out the strong words for them. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, just they're gonna just by the end of the season, they'll have a list of twelve coaches, and it's just all the teams that Kentucky lost to this year. Like, that's how they're thinking right now.
1: Yeah. Is, uh, they beat us. We need to get their coach instead. I saw Dennis Gates name. Uh, I don't even know if you could say connected to, but just mentioned for the Texas job as well.
0: Get out of here with that.
1: Well, I plan to at some point tonight, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, uh, don't worry fans until you hear otherwise Dennis Gates, he's locked in. He's coaching Mizzou till he's, till he retires. That's my prediction. Yeah. It's usually or how it or, works. It, or he goes to the NBA okay Ooh. I have no idea if he if that's even interest of his but he's not going to Texas. Texas deserves misery, I say mm-hmm. they're gonna hire a bad coach and be bad or they're gonna hire a good coach who gets fired perpetually
2: <laughs> All right, are we done here yeah South Carolina wins by three. Ooh. The, the game's over? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, my gosh. South Carolina is awful. Jeez. We can't lose to them this year. <laughs> no.
0: Okay, special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $10 level and above. Britt Trees, Brian Smith, Ryan Demore, Moore, Tristan, Ben Smith, Parker, Daddy JD, Tim Keens, Tyler Harsel, Brandon Garofalo, Brandon Hanks. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, gentlemen. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast. We're on Twitter, at Mizzou Sports Pod, and you can
2: email us at at Missouri Sports pod at gmail.com. You can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop, Missouri SportsPod.bigCartel.com. Thank you everyone for listening. We will see you next week.
0: After
1: split.